Craig Brain is not your brain or my brain. Love it or hate it or something in between. Welcome to the squishy, alien middle inside of this dude's skull. Take a peek. Take a peek. Hey, it's Craig Gross. You're watching, listening to Craig Brain. This episode, quarterbacks and coaches. We're not talking at all about football, though. But if you've read, uh, I think it was not assuming anyone's read any of my books because not, uh, you know, they haven't had widely success. But there's a book I wrote called Get Open. Uh, and there's a lot of football stories. There's a lot of sports stories. There's a lot of guy stories. I don't have camping outdoor wood stories, but man, I, I do oftentimes like sports analogies and things like that. And so, um, this, this episode, um, I actually started writing in February. So I don't know when this is exactly coming out. I could do the math on it, but um, pr- probably in the summer. Um, but it's something I flushed out. And um, those times that I said I spent with my friend Dave um, and some of the things that have come from those meetings and those those times together of of trying to figure out this whole head and heart and, and just whole balance there. Um, one of the conversations we got into, and Dave's not a sports guy at all, um, but we were talking one day um, – out in Laguna, I think it was that day that, I, that I, I told you about in the last episode before the crash. And Dave was with me in 2013 in Alaska. Um, the ministry, Triple X Church, we launched a project eventually, I think in 14 or 15, called My Pilgrimage. And the reason that happened is because we met a couple brothers that were deeply impacted by the work at this um, place in Alaska. And so for me, before I'm going to put our name to it or anything like that, I'm going to go I'm going to go dive in. So I went on a weekend retreat in Alaska. Um which is kind of funny because that was 2013 and that was Alaska and that was at some I mean some would say completely left of center whatever that means or right. Um but I think that's just cuz we don't understand maybe Native American things um or traditions or stuff that's not in our maybe evangelical Christian box. Um, but could be deeply spiritual. You know, I met some great people that love the Lord in Alaska, but the way they work and do things and process things, I hadn't found in, in many traditional church settings. But one of the, the things that happened there was um, something called a process. Um, and without sharing the really personal, intimate details of that, I was going through a lot of pain. I was going through the loss of my father. I was going through um, a series of just really bad health issues that I couldn't get answers to. Um, and for me, being a guy that was in my head so much, I'm like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to go. And so I was just chasing anything to figure out, give me a diagnosis so then I can solve it. That's how I work. It's just like, if you, I love solving problems. So it's just like, I can solve it if I know where the problem was. But what happens when you can't find the problem? What happens if like you're the problem? Uh, and then that led to, you know, panic attacks. And ex- I mean, just, just awful. Like some of the worst years of my life. Uh, then my wife actually got sick for real um, with ovarian cysts and surgery. And it was just bad. It was a bad year. And 
then I meet these guys that are like, we want to roll out this project, and I think it could be a triple X church thing, and hey, I'm going to go do the work. And so I end up on a blind, blindfolded on a mat in Alaska with some of my really close friends because I'm a guy that wants to go in for an experience, but I'm also maybe understand that I, I operate a little different than most. And so I might see that and go, yes, that's awesome. But then the general population might be like, oh, no, there's no way we could do something like that. And so I brought, I actually paid for four of my friends to go and experience, have the same experiences that we, that I had and to see, is this really worth like uh, attaching our, our hip to, so to speak? And one of the things that we did was, like I said, it was called a process and you lie on a floor and they have you do a breathing exercise, which if you've never done breath work, something I've learned recently that there's some great things that you're cheating yourself maybe in just taking the breath that you're taking every day. But there's a some more expansive ways, I think, to, to breathe. And so some things that will actually trigger some really deep states of meditation and you know spiritual enlightenment. Um, if you believe in that and if you want to maybe settle the mind and, and enter into a different place uh, with the Lord, you could, you could do that through breath. And... So I'm doing all that, not aware of what's happening. And then they guide you through this kind of uh, your childhood experiences and finding some pain points, finding some stuff that's holding you back. And uh, there's people that get highly emotional with tears. There's people that hit things violently, say some of the worst things that you've ever heard. Um, there's people dealing with pain from their childhoods that, that may be blindfolded, sit and get that out on somebody next to them, you know, like they're... I watched my friend uh, Dave have an encounter with with a woman who was kind of holding space with him to talk about him and and some of his uh, issues with with his mom. And so you're watching this stuff and you're sitting with your friends and you're seeing really just the pain. And even back then, I, I was, to be honest, I was like, come on, get over some of these mom issues. Like you're 38 years old or come on, like I just, no, we got to just fix this stuff. That was my mentality. But um I went there and I went through something really like hard and realized that like I can't just run with this and run away from grief and sorrow, but I got to just just deal through that and um, the pain is okay. I think we live in a world that's like we don't like discomfort at all. So anything to fix discomfort, oh, I got to grab that or I got to do that or, or this and, you know, I'm hungry and like, no, it's like, Dude, you don't need a seventh snack just because, you know, y your stomach's growling right now. Like, there's an idea when Jesus talks about fasting or he talks about a lot of things in the Bible where you're like, hey, it's okay to be a little, you know, discomforted at times. And so, um, I, I worked through a lot of stuff in that. And um, one of the things— um, I'm an avoid—like, I'm not an avoider, but I realize, like— when I don't know how to deal with stuff, it's just like, all right, yeah, let me just forget. I won't do that now. And um, one of the things my dad and I had plans to to go to Candles, the new uh, San Francisco 49ers arena, our stadium on opening day. And um, my dad and I, you know, the last event we did together was a football game. And so um, then they rebuilt a stadium, a new stadium. We were going to go and and he's dead now. And it's like, I'm not freaking going to that. Um, 
And so one of the things I felt like in Alaska was like I needed to show up there. Turns out they played the Bears for opening night. And my one of my best friends, David Dean, is a Bears fan. So he went with me. And um, it was some like powerful like closure for me to go, no, th- this is good. This is like I'm not – just because he's not here doesn't mean like I can't continue to – celebrate like him and the things that we did nolan thinks i'm a bandwagon warriors fan yeah i call it a bandwagon i'm not a bandwagon like the warriors were my dad's favorite team and he has not seen them be champions since i was born in 1975 and they sucked my whole life and now the warriors are awesome and so i cheer for him not because i'm a bandwagon because you know this person joined the team because it's like no that was my dad's team and and it's like they're awesome now. So yeah, I love it. But so there's a lot of stuff in that Alaska trip that, and one of the reasons why I'm talking about it today is I heard so clearly from the Lord in that time, in that two and it was about a two and a half hour process, a lot of tears, a lot of pain. And my friend sat with me and, um, it was a guide. I mean, I can get into it if you want more information, um, which is interesting because the place my wife went in Napa Valley, they did very similar experiences. And so when she describes, and so I think there's a lot here to it, whether you go to Alaska or you go here, it's like you're holding pain and you're holding space for, and that's in your body. That's why like, dude, I, body work and massage, like that stuff's for real now where it's like you're holding space for all that stuff somewhere in your body. I was like, why do they do massages in Alaska at this place? It's like, no, because we're working this stuff out of your body. I, I truly believe that. And one of the things I heard from the Lord in 2013 was like, hey, um, leave X Church. And uh, I didn't tell anybody because I was like, that makes no sense. Like, I didn't hear that. No, was that from the Lord? No, I didn't. I know it. I, I mean, I knew clearly, but I, I know I, there's no way. Like, it needs me and they need this and I can't. That's my job. And I can't. I told my friend Levi McAllister three years later. I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell anybody. I thought about it maybe every day since 2013. I'm a nine on a quick start on the Colby. So when I hear something, especially from the Lord, or when I feel led to lead or do something, I'll have an idea in the middle of the night and we might have a website the next morning. Um, You know, Tristan's behind the camera helping me. He's been around me now long enough to go, oh yeah, I just move at that kind of pace when I'm excited about something. I, I I don't get excited about everything, but this one was like scary. Um. I decided I don't want to run away from something, but I want to run towards something. And so I would say I spent the last six years trying to find myself uh, away from being the porn guy. Um, and I've done a lot of other things. I don't have time in the studio today to tell you all those things. And all of them were attempt to really figure out what I want to do the rest of my life. And... Sitting on the rocks in Laguna, I said to Dave, it was actually February, Belichick and Brady won another Super Bowl. 
I had to tell Dave who those two names were because he's like, well, what is like thought I was speaking Sanskrit or something. And so you'll never see that again. I mean, Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson and, you know, Kobe and Shaq, but that's, and then Phil Jackson, I mean, let's throw up in our mouth with what he's done with the Knicks. I mean, that guy, he's just ruined his legacy. I mean, that's just disgusting. But just listen to Stephen A. Smith talk about Phil Jackson if you ever want to be entertained. But Bill Belichick and Brady have been together their whole career. And they're, I mean, I saw Tom Brady lose a Super Bowl with my dad. That's the one we went to. I mean, that's rare. I mean, that's just, this guy is just, and so they beat the Rams if you're not, uh, you know, in the last Super Bowl. Just destroyed them, outcoached them, made Jared Goff look, I mean, just, just embarrassed, I think. Just took Gurley out. I mean, there's geniuses. And you could say they're cheaters and... I'm not going to get into this. I'm not on the Patriots bandwagon. Although this year, my family and I went and saw Brady versus Rodgers, who I'm a Packer fan. So that was tremendous. The Boston fans, we went and it was, it was this, it's something you're watching history. It's like me to tell Nolan who wears Jordan shoes now to be like, dude, I not only met him, I saw Jordan, like I saw Jordan like six times play basketball. Um, Like, that's just awesome. My friend Matt's wife, Jane, played one-on-one with Michael Jordan. Like, no way. She said he wasn't that nice of a person, though. So that doesn't matter, though. Well, it does. It's kind of sad. But um, Belichick and Brady, there's something else. A quarterback and a coach. Who's better? Who knows? Brady's like, there's something special when you when you see it. And so I was sitting on the rocks with Dave, and I just said, hey, I think I'm tired of being the quarterback. Like, my arm hurts. You know, it's like, like I've been calling all the plays. I've been drawing this thing up. I've been doing it. It's all starts and stops, and I don't have even a coach. Like, what would that look like if I could be the coach? And get in a new quarterback. And I don't really feel like when I heard the the Lord say, like, pass, you know, move on from Triple X Church, didn't know how and where and what that would look like. But in my last few years, I think what I'm learning is as I'm a guy who's done a lot of things and wants now to stop doing a lot of things and just be. And so one of the greatest things is as, a, as a parent I've been able to do is coach. It's brought me so much joy, obviously, to, to be around my kids. Um, but, like, I'm, like, a damn good coach. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I love soccer. And then it's not hard coaching kids when you love soccer. And kids, until they got to, like, high school level, they listen to the coach. So, I mean – Nolan's, we've had two undefeated soccer team uh, seasons. Elise, uh, one undefeated season, one where we lost one game. But um, And my final coaching thing was with Nolan and his eighth grade year. And we played in two leagues for his junior high school. And we went out on one season uh, without losing a game. I've actually printed shirts three different times for my kids' teams before the final game of the season that said undefeated on them. Nolan, on his first game, when he was first season at eight years old, wore the shirt under his jersey. And I'm like, when we win the last game, take your jersey off and run around. Like, yeah, do that kind of thing. 
And uh, we barely won that game 2-1. So I was like, oh, that one was close. Every Everyone else, we were like, no, we're, we're winning. And I just, the, the joy of like winning, the joy of like not being on the field, but like, man, coaching and the connection. And even in my business kind of world now, some of the things that have really found me joy is just helping others. And I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm, I, I'm saying I, I'm trying to become a two and more of the, the helper and, and less of the achiever. All that to say is it's time for me to stop quarterbacking Triple X Church. And I wrote this in February. Um, and it's something I've done since day one. And I've had that mentality after, you know, Mike had started this ministry with me. And the day we met, Mike and I at PF Chang's just talk about Triple X Church. He said, I'll do it for two years and then maybe we sell it and move on. I never really understood it. Like, why sell it? Like who would buy this? Like it doesn't work. Like what? And then two years later, he he said, "Hey, I want to move on." And instead of selling it, he said, "You take it, Craig, and you run with it. And I think you can take it further than I could, or we could together." I think Mike had a great foresight of what was going to happen. Um, at the time, I didn't hear him. I didn't didn't hear his heart in it. I got more pissed from a sense of, dude, two years, like, that's it? Like, that's all you got? Like, we're just getting started. Like, and I think for Mike, like, he realized probably, like, I don't know if I can handle all the things that are going to come with being the porn guy for the next 18 years of my life. And he got out. And I think with that, I, I kind of always had that mindset is like, I can't quit or stop because that would be failing or that would be disappointing. And, and that's a lot of stuff that, you know, you read about your personalities or, or what's, that's all stuff I got to work through instead of like being upset at, at Mike for bouncing. He actually told me when he started this thing with me, like, I'm probably not going to be in, you know, I've started a new venture with a friend recently and we actually wrote in there what happens when one of us leaves because that's probably going to happen. But I think I've stayed too long. Um, and I don't want to hold back the ministry. I don't want to, and I don't say I, I've helped this. I've been trying to figure out, um, yeah, is it okay to leave? Like, could this, could I, and some of that's control. Some of that's like trust. Some of that's like, this doesn't make sense. But like, I know in my heart now, not just my head, that that's something. And so I'll oh, read this book, fuck your feelings. Like, no, that's not going to work. And that's a reference to last week's episode. Like, I can't put those feelings and that passion and that, if that passion's not there and that's, uh, I can't just shelf that and go, I'm going to keep working. But I'd love to, to coach and I'd love to sit and cheer somebody on and support somebody um, that wants this, that wants to grow this, that want, has a vision for this well beyond me. And um, I don't see that as me failing or quitting. Um, but rather handing something off. And so with that, if you are a follower of Triple X Church and you get emails from Craig at Triple X Church, I mean, I know it's time when I delete my own emails for myself. And it's like, oh, I don't even want to read that anymore. And um, I would say if anything I've learned from this is I got to follow what's true to my heart and something I heard years ago that I've been listening to, but 
I've been slow to walk into. And out of all the things I've done and created, it's kind of funny. I'm actually shutting down almost all of those ventures um, and stepping into something really unknown. Um, so I'll be around. I'll be I'm still involved in, in Fireproof Ministries as a whole. Um, we have some other great projects there. But as far as my um, relationship with Triple X Church is you're not going to see me on the site. You're not going to see me at events doing a porn talk. You're not going to see me, um, but you'll see me or know if you look close enough, I'll, I'll be on the sideline and uh, cheering somebody on. I'm not going to tell you who uh, on this episode because uh, this is like my sh- my podcast, my I just don't feel like that's um, the place, uh, but that announcement will be coming on Triple X Church, and it's the it's so so exciting. Um, I don't have any fear or reservations or. This is the Lord, and this is exciting, and I can't be more thrilled uh, to kind of introduce you, uh, and let's just say she doesn't play quarterback. Um, It's a husband and wife team that I am going to uh, share later on Triple X Church, so be on the lookout for that, and when I say they don't play quarterback, it's, um, yeah, in a football analogy, it's a quarterback and a coach, but it's uh, two people that I trust completely to usher in a uh, new era of people and um, that will be getting breakthroughs from pornography and finding hope and healing. And man, for me to be on the sideline, um, being involved, but not maybe being visible to, to everybody else, um, is I think what I'll, I'll continue to probably do a lot more of in these next years uh, in some other areas as well. So I guess with that, I just, it's, it's all um, on Craig Brain. Read, you know, I found from a lot of people listening to the podcast, they're like, oh, wait, there's something that goes along with it. Yeah, it takes you having to read it. And I know if you're watching this or listening to this in the car, it's like, well, I can't read that to you, but I would challenge you to, to go back and, and check that out if Triple if X Church has impacted you or if, if that's something you want to know more about. Uh, read the, the whole thing that I wrote there and then follow along on Triple X Church in the, in the coming week or so um, as we roll that out. So that's all I got. Thanks for listening. Thanks for thinking through Craig Brain. This podcast is only a small summarized part of a larger conversation. To read the full story, check out www.craigbrain.com and follow at Craig Gross on whatever social suits your fancy. Music